Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, in less than a month, kids are going back to school, and a lot of teachers will be doing that time-honored ritual of getting their classrooms ready by spending their own money on classroom supplies. If that thought bums you out, you can actually help. There's this place called the Teacher Resource Center in the West End, where educators can pick up everything from desk chairs to glue sticks, all totally for free. It just opened up for the season, so we're bringing back this conversation from last year when CityCast's Morgan Moody and I got a special tour. Stay tuned through the end for some updates on the center and ways you can contribute right now. It's Monday, July 31st. I'm Mallory Falk, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. So Morgan and I are out on the West End at the Teacher Resource Center. It's run by this nonprofit called the Education Partnership. And we're about to take a tour with the group's executive director, Josh Whiteside, and the program's director, Sarah McKay. Some quick facts. The center serves just over 170 schools in eight counties. It's a mix of schools, public, charter, private, and parochial. But for teachers to get to come, at least 70% of their school's students have to qualify for free or reduced price lunch. That's the measure of need. Also, they run on donations, but more on that later. Here's Josh. So we're walking into our warehouse right now, and it's at this point in the tour where everybody realizes, oh my gosh, this isn't some mom and pop shop handing out like a pencil and an apple to a teacher. This is a serious logistics operation of figuring out how we can get the most stuff most efficiently to the teacher who needs it in a particular area. And we hold between one and two million dollars worth of goods at a time. And I tell you that just to give you a sense of you can see how much stuff is in this warehouse right now. During the school year, this room will turn over five to ten times. And this is like the busy time of year, which is why like back to school, this is like when people think of us and you can see like there are pallets just on the floor in between the (laughs) in between the pallet bays, like we're at capacity. And I think that that's like a a key thing that we're thinking a lot about this year and into next year is capacity. We serve 171 schools now. We know that there's more need out there. There are more schools every year that request our services. And really a big limit on us is our space, is our warehouse space. Hi, my name is Noelle Scorvin and I teach special education at South Allegheny High School. You have a very uh, full cart here. How much would you say, I guess, like would be the monetary value of uh, all that you got? 
Oh, jeez, I don't know. Well, I would think probably 200 wouldn't you? I would think about $200 worth of stuff. I have a couple mini backpacks. I have hand sanitizer and wipes, which is great for keeping the room clean. And I have a couple lunch boxes. They're like craft lunch boxes and stuff like that. And then just some of the basic supplies and some fun things that, you know, they can use maybe on their downtime, some different crossword puzzle books and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of variety. I do have a lot of books too for the library. So I grabbed a lot of books. There were a lot of books this time to build up a student library. So that was nice. How long have you been teaching? This is my 24th year. So. As a teacher, do they expect you to, to supply like a lot of these things for yourself and for your students? So the thing is, we do have the ability to use, like we all have a budget and we do use that. But sometimes if you do a lot of extra creative things and stuff like that, that might fall upon the teacher to find out like different ways to come up with ways to get the extra resources you need to make the project successful. So. And about how much a year would you say like you spend plus, you know, incorporating this too on um, school supplies so i probably don't keep track it's just one of those things like i go out and i grab things or i'll be at the dollar tree and i'm like oh that's really cute i'll take that back and we'll do that as a project and you know kind of incorporate those extra things i'm not really good at keeping track of that i think it just goes with the territory of being a teacher you're gonna have other expenses hi everyone i'm abby marks um, trc program manager here at the education partnership What's your favorite um, supply, school supply? Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting one. So I am technically a certified science teacher. I used to teach middle schoolers, and they're fun because you could be like, ooh, worms, and they'd be like, ooh, worms. So I'm going to say, like, the most gross thing here, like Play-Doh or just anything that could gross the kids out because they find that fun, they find that engaging. And that's what I enjoy about the Resource Center is your treasure hunting, so you never know what you're going to find. And you get a lot of donations in, um, and it seems very useful. But do you are, do you ever feel like a little a little resentful of the fact that you even have to do this for teachers? Yes, this it as a teacher myself who's left the classroom and probably could not be convinced to go back to the classroom. I would rather be here serving my peers, making sure that our nine thousand teachers, my you know peers within the community have what they need and it shouldn't come to that. I shouldn't, as fresh out of college student teaching at a charter school, have to pay $5,000 to outfit my science classroom. Getting, you know, test tubes, hand scopes, yeah. I'm Jennifer Shondek. So I've been teaching 17 years and four years in the Pittsburgh Public School District and it's been pretty awesome. I'm a science teacher. So I look for things that could be used either in some hands-on science experiments or for kids to do things at home. What uh, grade do you teach science? I have sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. So, um, you know, a lot of the middle school like science, and we have some students that I'm still uh, trying to get them warmed up to the idea that science is fun, because sometimes it's not. So this activity kit, I have a few students who, if I gave them these little books or something to work with, they'd probably appreciate having something um, as a brain break to do something a little fun. So grab a couple of those. I really know your way around here. So how many times have you uh, shopped here? So we're allowed to come twice a year, once at the beginning of the year, once um, like after the semester. So uh, we do a fall shopping and a spring shopping. I didn't know the first year this existed really, 
And once I found out, I was like, wait, what is that? And as I came, I'm like, this is such a great resource. It's just fantastic. They can provide this for us. Did you find yourself spending a lot of your own money on supplies? I did because I want my students to use binders with their science so I can keep everything. So a lot of times if kids are expressing they're not able to procure one, then I'll go out and buy stuff. So yeah, I do find myself purchasing a lot of stuff, you know, room decorations and just stuff to have the kids feel as comfortable as possible coming to school and learning. So they don't have to worry about that as much. What does it mean to you as a teacher to have a space like this? Oh, this space is amazing. It is so nice to know that there are individuals out there who are so generous, who will help us make the best environment for our students. So this does give you the warm and fuzzies um, that there are the organizations that care about the teachers and how they can impact the students and how the students actually will benefit by it. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party you want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Air purifiers and body wash is what came in this morning. Yeah, right. 26 pallets of air purifiers and body wash. Yeah. I think that's another thing that's a testament to, it opens people's eyes to what we do when they see that it's more than pencils and crayons, when it comes into all of these health and hygiene items and facility items like HVAC or an air purifier, because it's not just the student that we serve, it's it's every aspect of a school ecosystem. It's the teacher, it's the, the head custodian, it's the school nurse, it's the counselor, it's all of those people. And sometimes that means they need more than a pencil or a crayon. It means they need a palette of Clorox bleach or they need a palette of neurovirus disinfectant. You know, we've kept schools open or reopen schools because we have access to the materials that they need to operate safely. But a lot of times those items aren't in the budget. For our listeners who can't see, you gestured to like a giant palette of Clorox. Yeah, that wasn't just a hypothetical. We're in no, the warehouse and you're looking at like a giant, no examples. <laughs> giant stacks of Clorox. Yeah, I mean, oh. you see like four pallets of chairs, like there's, there's a lot that teachers need that people don't think of when they think of school supplies, but that we take in as donations and we give out to schools that need it. Teachers have to supply their own chairs? A lot of times, yeah, we get a ton of a ton of requests for especially like good desk chairs. Teachers in the schools that we serve 
often are like sitting on broken chairs or chairs that aren't good for them. They need alternative seating for students in their classroom or in other rooms in the school. Um, yeah, a ton of ton of requests for chairs for desks. I mean, I guess my question is, um, you know, you're obviously providing a really important service, but is it your responsibility to provide this? Like, shouldn't school districts be ensuring that teachers have working air conditioners and working glue sticks and, you know, what they need? Yeah, we would love to go out of business. We would we would love to go out of business. Um, I think that like school funding and school finance is so unequal. Um, in Pennsylvania particularly, but across the United States, that there are going to be inequities. Like there are going to be schools that have everything, that have the field trips every year, and there are gonna be schools that don't. And so there is going to be a need for something like TEP until we figure that out, until we figure out school finance. Why would you think that there is such a demand for um for these supplies, for the teachers, for, for this space, for uh, the donations, for everything that you guys are doing? Depends who you ask. We ask our teachers all the time, how are we influencing your ability to teach? And it's, it's to our delight and not to our surprise that 99% of teachers say that being a partner of TEP has a critical impact on their their curriculum choice, their ability to teach in the classroom. 60% of teachers said that being part of our program was an important or critical aspect to them remaining in their school. So I think the reason that we do it is to improve student outcomes, but really I think we're trying to save this profession of teacher and we're doing it in a really tangible, real way that's not costing a ton of money and it's really just repurposing resources to their best and highest use. Yeah. But right now we're at the point where teachers still need the, the very basics, like, like a desk chair or like hand sanitizer to keep their students healthy and in the classroom. And I think that's why so many former educators or former school staff are drawn to, to work here because like so many of us know how hard it is to be a teacher, not only the resources, but like Josh said, like the the emotional part of it the like social support part of it like that's our job here is to make teaching a little bit better a little bit easier to make teachers feel like there are people in the community that value you and want to support you and want to make sure that you have everything you need to be great um so i think that that emotional support for teachers is why i'm here yeah, so how can regular people or companies help? You know, when people clean out their closets in the spring, they, they would never throw their clothes away. You donate those goods. And businesses, as society has become more attuned with corporate social responsibility and what companies, where do I want to spend my money? Where do I want to work? They're looking at companies who are making good use of their assets. And one is when your company changes their name or their, their company Pantone, uh, or they're moving, what are you doing with that furniture and those office supplies? Are you throwing them away? Or is there an opportunity to give them to a school in need? And you get all the good perks that come along with that. And there's nothing wrong with wanting a good shout out on social media. There's nothing wrong with telling your customers what you do with your old product. Like that is an all win scenario. So say that is happening. Say there is um, 
a company that's moving or or someone who has extra supplies that they want to donate how can people help and donate yeah well go to theeducationpartnership.org go to our website and get in contact with us and just let us know that you're moving and what you have and what you're trying to do and we will respond to that email 100% of the time and make sure that if we can't come pick it up directly off of you we'll send schools to you we'll send our fleet of schools and say hey there's refrigerators downtown at this address if your school needs some new refrigerators go pick them up and if you're just an individual, you have a trunk full of stuff, we're open and can receive donations every day of the week, every day that we're open, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Just come on by. You don't need to make an appointment. Just drive up and we'll be here and we'll take that stuff off your hands. Josh and Sarah, thank you so much for all that you're doing. And thank you for the time today. Thank you're, you, guys. You're very welcome. Thanks yeah. for broadcasting Thanks for coming. the word. So that was last year. I checked back in with Sarah McKay, and she said the Teacher Resource Center is now serving 191 schools, 20 more than last year. They're always looking for volunteers and donations, and the supplies they need most right now include pencils, notebooks, scissors, crayons, and copy paper. We'll have a full list of their top 10 most needed supplies in our show notes. A little news before you go. Recreational cannabis could get the green light. A new bill would legalize it and expunge criminal records of low-level offenders. It has bipartisan support, and the state estimates tax revenue alone could be worth up to $1 billion every year. The Senate is set to review the bill in September. We're saying goodbye to another mainstay of Pittsburgh journalism. 90.5 WESA announced the end for its flagship daily show, The Confluence, which our host, Megan, helped launch in 2016. Management says the current three-person show team will be laid off with severance after their final show this Friday. Two other newsroom reporters took buyouts earlier this month. And Pitt is raising its prices at its main campus. Base tuition for in-state undergrads will increase by 2% this fall. Hempfield, Johnstown, Bradford, and Titusville campuses won't be affected. Administration tells the TRIB the bump will help cover a $3 billion operating budget and a small raise for staff and non-union faculty. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review. You don't even need a number two pencil to do it. And subscribe to our newsletter, Hey Pittsburgh. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you soon. I would think, ooh, worms. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, we put pond water under the microscope and it was just like, Ooh, miss, ooh, miss. It was, they were so excited about that back in the day.